Welcome to Moody Brides. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello there. Are we pirates? I think so. That was a really difficult intro for me today, and I don't know why. Well, it's because I keep making you podcast like in the morning when your brain is still like, eh, what are we doing? Um, Maybe? I don't know. Is that? I don't think that's it. I don't think, I don't think that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I just li- I just work here sometimes. Well, welcome to another episode. I'm Rachel Rangel. I am Rachel Riley. <laughs> it sounds like you just That's- came to terms with that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am who I am. I like am Popeye says. me. <laughs> I am Rachel. I like long walks on the beach, Ooh. full glasses of wine. Yes donuts and apparently i really fucking love vegan buffalo cauliflower bites oh girl you want to talk about Holy that because i can shit. talk about that too yeah yeah okay okay so yeah. both rachels are trying to be mo healthy so we're trying to eat mo yeah. plant-based foods less meat yo yes. um uh well can i just real quick so um was it last week i think or yeah it was last week Sure. This week. I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember. It's one of these weeks. It was a in week. the past two weeks. Um, Zach and I watched the documentary The Game Changer. And I've been toying with doing vegan foods for a while. Uh, I think about, I think probably, God, six months or so. Yeah, you've definitely Maybe brought nine. it up a few times to us like, yeah. in, a, in the group chat. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we watched this documentary called The Game Changer. And... Uh, yeah, it was just talking about how, like, plant-based. And plus, so Zach and I, I went to Costco, like, a, mo- a month and a half ago. And I, my total was over $400. Sounds about right. And a lot of it was, a lot of it was meat, though. Oh, yeah. Um, and, it. yeah. And so, like, granted, we still have a lot of that meat. But I'm just, like, that's a lot of fucking like I look at it and I'm just like, OK, well, I get this many meals out of it or whatever. You divide it by however many people. But it just is fucking expensive. Yeah, it really is expensive. So we watched the game changer and Zach was like, I want to try this. I want to I want to do this. And I was like, all right, man. So um, anyways, you kind of the same thing. Go we watched ahead. the exact same thing was game changers. And the part where they were talking about, I mean, because Matt. I mean, both of our husbands are like in their upper 30s. And like Matt was like, honestly, yeah. anything that will give me an edge. He's like to keep keep That's, up with these young guys that I work with. Like he's like, if this is going to well, make my blood pressure lower and my workouts yep. easier. And also, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a money saving aspect to it. Um, and just mm-hmm. like, well, it's crazy because we watched a couple episodes of episodes of Meat Eater on Netflix a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um. I don't know what happened, but Rose just lost her her mind. She was like, this makes me yeah. so sad. Animals die so we can eat them. And, you know, we've never sheltered her from that that fact. Like, yeah. she's grown up seeing, like, animals, you know, we, we eat animals on the ranch that lived on the ranch. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy's been hunting deer since she was in the womb, or before then. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she's like, I want to mm-hmm. be a vegan. And I don't know what triggered it for her, but obviously meat eater bothered her and I tried to explain to her you know like eating dairy and eggs 
it does not mean the animals have to die. She goes, but it hurts the cows when we milk them. And I'm like, not necessarily. There are parts of the dairy industry that definitely hurts the cow, but the actual action of milking them is not, yeah. is not the messed up part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to explain that to her. But I didn't really want to explain to a five-year-old that we impregnate them, then we take their babies away. And the dairy mm-hmm. industry is awful. We know that. Like the commercial dairy industry. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there, are, there are dairy farmers who treat their animals yeah. very well, but the commercial dairy industry yeah, yeah. is shady as fuck. So anyway, yeah, we we have recently discovered cauliflower buffalo, quote unquote, wings. And girl, I'm right there with you. I can't fucking stop. It was so good. I had like two bowls and Zach's like, you're eating more. And I'm like, yes. It's cauliflower. Uh, Eat it all. The reason. Thank you. The reason, uh, like you said. So Zach just, um, so Zach had a a few months off of, not a few months off of work. You know, uh, we left Texas in May. And then um, he was going to his class, his school here or whatever. And uh, we kind of got into a bad habit of imbibing and not eating good foods and whatnot. And his, so he went and ran his PRT and he came home and he was like, that was fucking rough. And I had made like this, um, I made chicken and uh, I sent it to work with him because it was healthy. And then we watched that documentary. I think the same night we watched the documentary is when I made the chicken. And I sent him with him to work and he ate that before his PRT and it was just chicken and squash, I think. Something like really easy, you know. And he said that at one point he was throwing up because it was hot out too and he was just like, that was my worst PRT time since I joined the military and I want to change that. So we watched the, <laughs> yeah, he said it was it was rough. It was really rough. And I said, you know, we haven't been active. We haven't, uh, obviously all this life happens yes. and it makes it difficult. For, um, and so, uh, you know, we watched that documentary and he's like I want to make a change and I was like all right man so we've been doing um I mean I'm still eating eggs so yeah, I'm mostly I'm doing like a vegetarian thing I think um but uh yeah uh I feel great and I'm way less bloated how and that I think I'm becoming a cheaper date because I had two glasses of wine last night and I was like I need to go to bed versus us splitting two bottles Ayo. <laughs> extra yeah, benefits so. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I, I'm definitely kind of with you on the vegetarian thing. Like, I, I can totally give up uh, meat. It's it's really not a problem to me, especially because my sister mm-hmm. has been a vegetarian for so long that, like, our yeah. family has been exposed to uh, all of the delicious things that she's been cooking. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, like, my God, yeah. I, I don't miss meat. Like, I can eat a veggie burger, like a really good, well, not veggie, but, like, you know, a, a, a vegetarian burger whether it's made mm-hmm. from beans or soy or whatever and like to me it's just as good as a regular burger it does not bother me now i know for some people it's not that simple but like giving up cheese and eggs is hard for me i can even give up milk and ice cream it's really not a big deal to me like i can do i have ice cream i haven't had uh like real milk since i couldn't tell you like i don't it's just not something that i cheese on the other yeah. hand i love me some cheese i love me uh, some cheese yeah, but uh, I really just, um, yeah, I don't care. And I just told Zach last night we were talking because I made, um, so I've been making homemade bread a lot yes. lately as well. Um, I just am kind of just getting into the, the throes of Susie homemaking the shit out of my life. Fuck um, yeah. So I'm making our homemade sandwich bread and I had a piece of homemade toast yesterday with an egg, avocado, and uh, tomato on it. And... To be frank, it pumped my nads. Ooh, your nads got pumped? That's some quality were, grub right there. If it pumps your nads. They were nads. fucking pumped. 
They were pumped. I actually uh, got this cookbook from the library. I went to the library on Monday, I think. And the librarian suggested it to me. And they have a recipe for tomato toast. And basically, it's just toast. And then you take a piece of garlic and you cut. You can put olive oil on it, but you just cut a piece of the garlic off and you rub yeah. it all over the toast. Mm-hmm. And then you rub the tomato on. And that just really, I was like, wow, that sounds really good. Um, it's so simple. So it really is. And it's it, like, I just am so not creative in the kitchen. Like I started watching one of the, one a cooking show and they were just, um, you know, like, all right, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make that. And I just don't have the creativity there. Like, I'm the same way. I just and, and Matt's really creative. Don't. He can look at the pantry that I see like, oh my God, we need to go, gro- not just the pantry, but the fridge. Yeah. I'll look at the fridge and be like, yeah. we need to go grocery shopping. He'll be like, just wait a minute. And he'll whip up a meal between like what he can find in the pantry, the fridge and the freezer that I would have never thought of. And there's yeah. a lot of people I know yeah. like that. His mom is like that too. And I think that's where he learned oh it. Um, I'm more of a, like? a recipe gal, which is where converting yeah. my diet can get difficult because I have to like, get my repertoire up but I like I like uh-huh. those easy meals because to me it's very like it's that whole Mediterranean diet theory like and yeah, yeah. Most, like a Mediterranean diet does generally include it doesn't have to be vegetarian but like just like really simple ingredients and using mm-hmm. spices and like whole foods to just create yeah like, big flavor I like that uh-huh. man. and it does save me you too. a fuck ton of money um yeah you're not buying like cans of stuff because canned goods are mm-hmm. I mean everyone canned goods are important they are non-perishable they come in they come in mm-hmm. handy in a pinch but they're expensive honestly yeah. like a like a, they're super yeah. yeah they're super expensive a can of chickpeas you could buy the dried chickpeas for that same price and get four times as many that's exactly so um I made this a uh, whole well you know what I should I'm gonna so Let's segue into what's making me moody Ooh, first off. Let's do it. And then I'll tell the story about the cha- well about like we can we can talk about that. But I just feel like I really need to segue this. What is making me moody this week? Yes. My fucking kids. And also I don't have a vibrating bed frame yet. Um still no vibrating but- bed frame, huh? No, so are you sure Saturday. Zach even loves you? Like I'm not trying to put like a bug in your marriage, but this might be grounds for divorce. I don't know. I think it might yeah. be. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it's a broken home, but you didn't get your bed frame, so I know. Whatever. I know. Uh, just, sometimes you just have to do what you need to do. Girls got priorities. So, that's right. Saturday we carved pumpkins. Saturday night I five pumpkins. We carved five fucking pumpkins, and my kids are are doing this thing where they're like refusing to eat food. Uh, yes. so I made them like their favorite meal or whatever before we carved pumpkins and they're like I fucking hate all of this shit right so I'm sitting there <laughs> scooping out pumpkin seeds and Lennon reaches into the fucking pumpkin grabs a handful of pumpkin guts and shoves them in her fucking mouth <laughs> and I'm like what the fuck I'm like you won't eat what you absolutely love but you like fucking pumpkin guts and so the whole time they were awake, it was them trying to eat the pumpkin seeds and the pumpkin guts on the sly. Like they would take a handful and then like run in the other room and you'd come back and you would just see their faces covered. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? So anyways, uh, so five pumpkins. I spent an hour and a half de-gutting these pumpkin seeds because I am going to make roasted pumpkin seeds. Oh, hell yeah, you like are. I said, hell yeah, you Susie are. Susie Homemaker in the 
fuck out of my life. Yes. Sunday. Sunday. Um, Zach goes to the store and I have the pumpkin seeds and a colander on the, uh, on the counter. Everything's going great. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden I hear Lennon go, oh, whoa. Uh-oh. That's never From good. the kitchen. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, she pulled all the pumpkin seeds down on the floor. And so Sunday, I spent the day rage cleaning my house. Um, I didn't do the floors in the kitchen. That was the one place I didn't do because I was like, well, I'll do it, you know, on Monday because I just, you know. So the fucking, they're just covered in, and they're taking handfuls and shoving them in their mouths and running away. These pumpkin seeds are just fucking covered in dog hair and food, like what have you. So gross. My kids are eating them and I'm just like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. Monday. I can't remember what happened on Monday, but something happened on Monday. I go grocery shopping. I put everything on the table and then I put the kids down for a nap like 15, 20 minutes later. uh, And then I unload. I'm putting away the groceries that I got. So I soak some chickpeas, like you said. Um, I think I got like I used. So Tuesday we were having chickpea and um, sun-dried tomato pasta for dinner. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. That sounds really good. good. Uh, the recipe, the recipe called for dill. So I bought some dill because I'm trying to meal plan. I bought some dill on Monday, put it on the table, <laughs> and then Tuesday rolls around and I'm getting ready to put the dill in, and I'm looking for it and I can't fucking find it anywhere. What's the deal, yo? Nowhere, Rachel. Mm. Fucking nowhere. It's not good. So I'm like, I can't find the deal. And Zach's like, are you sure you bought some? And I'm like, I don't I don't know because I'm super forgetful. So I'm running around the house looking. I went out to the car because I remember seeing it. I remember putting it on the table. I look. I go out to the car. Check there. I check the grocery bag that I put away. I checked the pantry because sometimes, like, yesterday I almost put... What was it? I almost put the yogurt in the pantry. So I checked the pantry. I checked everywhere. So I'm like, where's the motherfucking dill? (laughs) Check the receipt to make sure I really bought it. So then Zach and my mom start looking. And we're looking everywhere. And I find a missing sippy cup that I've been missing for like three weeks. I find a Tupperware lid that I told everybody we were missing, but nobody believed me. I'm kind of beginning to believe that I'm getting gaslighted here. Mm. Um. And I'm just like, I bought the fucking dill. Yeah. And so 30, 30 minutes and I've just fucking had it. Meanwhile, we're all looking for this dill. Lennon takes my ramekin of kosher salt and starts salting the floor like she's a fucking Winchester brother. Anyways, um, finally, I'm just like, fuck it. I don't need it. I don't need the fucking dill. I'm done. I'm done. I fucking don't need this. And then I was like, did anybody look under the couch? So Zach goes and looks under the couch. And wouldn't you know, there's the fucking dill. <laughs> are you are you sure that Lennon is not actually a ferret? No. I told Zach, I was like, I saw it on the table. And he goes, so if you saw it on the table, then you're insinuating that the kids did something to it. And I'm like, you're exactly fucking right. That's what I'm insinuating. You're gosh I was like, darn I right. I saw it. I saw it. I'm not going crazy. And yeah. I mean, I didn't put it under the fucking couch. You are being gaslighted the- and you're being gaslighted by a uh, almost uh, two year old who might yeah. or may or may not be genetically uh, 
comparable to a ferret because that's what they do. They hide things. They squirrel them away. Yeah. And I, I don't really know what kind of advice to give you because you may need to consult some sort of animal expert. I, uh, I don't probably. Yeah. I have an infestation. You do. You have an infestation and there's only one way to solve that and that's to call a specialist. Not an exterminator because we don't want to get rid of them. We love them. We want them to act more human-like. Mm-hmm. We could just call her Schmeagle. It's her precious. Uh, she's very Schmeagly. Schmeagles. Um... I have to say, though, kudos to you for doing pumpkins. I, we didn't even carve pumpkins this year. And I, I felt kind of like a shit mom. And then, like, it kind of, like, I kind of was like, oh, wait, moment of clarity. It doesn't matter. Now, it, my kids also didn't give a shit this year, which was kind of nice. Because if they had given a shit, I, mm-hmm. I would have put more I would have put more effort into it. Um, but, you know. Uh, speaking of Halloween, which was last night, you should tell yeah. the listeners what you dressed your twin toddlers as. <laughs> well, you didn't You didn't um, say what was making you moody this week. Oh, what's making me moody? Um, yeah, and then we'll talk about Halloween. Oh, God, there's so many things. Where do I start? <laughs> Rough week, huh? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I can't get anything right lately um with like certain things yeah. and uh i don't know if I, like i said if i had to go back up on a medication so now i'm adjusting to going back up on a medication so i think everything's making me pretty moody but i will say what's not making me moody is definitely the uh buffalo buffalo cauliflower that shit's oh delicious. my god it's so good um i did dress up as a large flightless bird for halloween i was an ostrich someone asked me if i was an emu i was not happy about that because clearly mm. I'm not an emu. I was a fucking ostrich. Um, I'm also, okay, here's what's making me actually moody. <laughs> I convinced my camera adverse, I mean, not that he was in front of the camera. I got Matt to take a video of me running like an ostrich in my costume. Oh my God. And I, how come I haven't seen because this? Because I didn't save it because I took it on Instagram and then I forgot to save it before I closed my mm. So that's making me moody. But other than that, you know, it's all good. Kickball's almost over. That makes me moody because I fucking love kickball. Wish us luck on Sunday. We have our tournament. Good luck. Good luck. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, everything, everything's cool, man. I wish my dogs would be cool. That'd be nice. Uh, Oh, I have one more thing that's making me moody. You see what I mean? Like, there's actually a lot making me moody. This morning, I went Uh to the store. I dropped the kids off. I went to the store, and I was like, I'm going to make these vegan millionaire bars, which um, millionaire bars, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, traditionally have a layer of shortbread, which is heavy on the butter, Mm. shortbread, and then a big, thick caramel layer, and then a layer of chocolate. And um, it's like a Twix bar, like a giant Twix bar. They're delicious. So I was like, I'm going to make these vegan bars because I would like to try a healthier version of this so I like go to the store and I spend all this time shopping for ingredients and I remember looking at coconut cream in a can and I was like I need that I can't remember what I need it for but I need it and then like at the last minute I was like I don't remember what I need this for and you know what I don't need this three dollar can of stuff I don't know what I need it for guess what Rach Mm -hmm. I fucking needed it for the millionaire short shortcake bars and so I made the crust and then I went to go make the filling and I realized that that was the sole fucking ingredient to the vegan billionaire bar. So anyway, that's what's making me moody. Don't, don't give me that platform. I'll go crazy. Here, Matt's home. I see that. And, uh, 
I see him wearing his special sweater that they all bought on your birthday. It's so special. It's Zach so had, Zach was like special. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So for Halloween, uh, I went with a traditional costume that I was when I. Hold was, on, Rachel. Um, just a minute. I'm sorry. Okay. Hold on. Go. Just wait. I'm gonna have to delete this. Every little uh, thing you're doing right now will come up on the recording. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, so now he's going to make more noise. Yeah. Voice. Go upstairs to your cave. I got to go pack. I don't care. Go somewhere away from here. I love you. Bye. I'm going to go pack. Up in our room? I'm going to pack down here in the living room. You're not really going to pack in the living room, are you? Are you serious? No. Thank you. Go away. I love you. Bye. Come get your beer because I know you're going to want it. You want a satellite phone? No. I don't need it. You need it. Matt's going away on tomorrow. Oh. Okay. Sorry about that. Rachel, tell us about the twins' Halloween costumes. Well, I went with a traditional costume. Um, everybody in my family including myself, has been uh, grapes for Halloween. So I wasn't I, I wasn't going to uh, do the whole twin thing, uh, but then I couldn't help it because I have fucking twins. So Lennon went as red grapes, which would turn into Merlot, and Baxley went, into, uh, went as green grapes, which turned into Pinot Grigio. So uh, everybody loved the costume. I got a good chuckle. Because it's been really cold here and Lennon's hair has been really staticky. So a couple of the staticky air with the balloons and Lennon's hair was just a fucking afro all night long. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Baxley hated his costume. So that made me laugh really hard for a solid 10, 15 minutes. Yes. Um, at one point, Lennon got uh, scared and... Uh, she tried running away but all you could see was like her hair and the balloons bobbing around her head and the kids couldn't see over the balloons because i went a little wild and put a lot of balloons on there um you had but to yes, you committed it, to the costume uh, oh absolutely it was super committed um yeah it was it was amazing i loved it it got lots of i didn't see a lot of homemade costumes from people this year like uh i, I don't know like um I mean, I get like it, it was time consuming for something that was easy. It was time consuming to make. So I, I guess I understand not doing homemade costumes, but I guess I would have really liked to see some like obscure references here. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. It's not super obscure, but there were uh, some kids in our neighborhood who were holding up cardboard cut out to look like an Instagram post and it was That's it hilarious. was a boy and a girl and I think they might have been twins they were older like probably 10 years old mm -hmm. and they were both wearing the same shirt and they were both wearing a blonde wig and the boy had no filter and the girls had filter and it was it was cute like it I yeah that was a cute one I also saw somebody with a cat in a stroller last night in my neighborhood just like chilling uh i also want to get amazing yeah that was crazy i was like how do you make it sit still um and they, were, they had a toddler that was like walking next to the stroller which is what you should like if, if you ain't walking you ain't getting candy as far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. um 
Hey, hey. Hey, mean mom alert. Um, but anyway, the cat the I cat know, right? got a seat in the stroller, so that was cool. I also really like that we went up to this one house that like goes all out in their yard with like a full carnival theme, like a haunted carnival. Um, and she's like handing out full size bags of Skittles and then she looks at me, she's like do you want some wine or sangria? And I was like, oh, no, thank you. It yes. sucks, man. It be It's so lame not drinking in those situations because I have to be like, no. And they're like, why the fuck not? And I'm like, because I'm just a shit bag who, who spits all over your kind gesture. I felt bad. I was like, if Rachel was here, um, Rachel would be down for this shit. I would be. Actually, a bunch of people in our neighborhood were handing out jello shots. But because we had the kids, uh, obviously, I didn't want to walk all the way down there. Um because I don't know I'm you know I just it was kind of like taking the kids trick-or-treating was more for us than it was for them um and just you know seeing them knock on doors like so he went this actually kind of pissed me off a little bit I don't know um so we went to one house and they had everything decorated or whatever and I knocked on the door and nobody showed up and they uh on the neighborhood page it says hey if you're not gonna do trick-or-treating put your trash cans in front of your door or turn your light off that way that it's not accessible, yeah. you know. Um, so we went and I knocked on the door and Lennon was like, OK, we're knocking. And so Lennon just starts banging on the door. And I was like, oh, so eventually we started walking away and I turned. I didn't know if it was taking them too long or whatever. So I turned around and the guy pops out. He's like, oh, we're not participating in handing out candy. But I'm just kind of like, but they were obviously going trick or treating I don't know. Am I? Yeah, am I kind of perturbed me. Like, put a bowl out if you're going trick or treating. That's what we did. Yeah. Well, s- somebody else had like one of those 17 gallon totes uh, full of candy, and they uh, put it out and they said, "Hey, we're out trick or treating. Take a piece." You know what I mean? Oh, it's so many and people so in my just, neighborhood did that, and two people got their bowls yeah. stolen. Yeah, that that seems to happen. But they put it in a big tote. I mean, if your tote gets stolen, then. But I mean, I get, I get the, I get the bowl thing. I mean, I would never. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like, why are you stealing the bowl though? Like, yeah, some people really care about their bowls. Like, you ever get like a really nice bowl that you use year after year? Like, this is the perfect size and shape for the Mm -hmm. amount of candy that I would like to distribute to the neighborhood children. Yeah. I want to know what your thoughts are on older kids trick-or-treating. Have you, I'm just bringing this up because I had a lot. Yeah. You what? I had a lot of older kids last night and I was here for it. Like I just, I, even if they're not, I don't know. Like I don't get why people get so mad about it. They're forced to grow up so fucking fast. You know what I mean? Like 12 and 13 year olds are having sex. Let them get the fucking candy. If they're holding on to their last shred of childhood, because Kids are growing up way too fast these days. I agree. So if if kids get, even if they weren't dressed up, I'm like, yeah, let me see that pillowcase. Yeah, yeah. Like Zach, Zach was like, you're you're really enjoying this, aren't you? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. I love this. I and so my mom actually watched the kids so we could sit out on the patio and listen to my Halloween playlist that Zach couldn't yell at me for listening. Yes, to because it's Halloween. Um. And I just handed out candy. I think I bought I bought like $60 worth of candy. Oh, dang. You went hard. I did. I did. Because I knew there were going to be a lot of trick-or-treaters. And every trick-or-treater got like one to two pieces, except for when I saw kids that I knew. They got more, obviously. 
And I did. I ran out of candy. And then my neighbor gave me her candy to pass out. Uh, so I passed out about half of it. And then by then it had died down. And so I was like, well, I'll just bring it inside. And hopefully they come up to the door. The lights are on, you know. But we didn't get any more trick-or-treaters after that. But it was so much fun. And it just kind of like, like I said, it, I don't know. I don't know what it is that Let I love them. about it either. But I remember like, and, and it sucks because obviously one of the things that like Halloween's kind of like probably the time of year when I miss my dad. Uh, the, mm-hmm. I shouldn't, he, he hasn't, it hasn't even been a year yet, but like so far I've noticed that Halloween has been very, that this has been kind of hard without him uh, because he yeah. loved Halloween and it was great the last three years when we had him in Texas, you know, he would get to like see the girls dressed up, uh, mm-hmm. wave them off to go trick or treating and then he would stay and hand out the candy and he loved it. And like my entire childhood, he got into it. Like he would dress up like a mummy and stay home and hand out candy while my mom took us trick or treating. Yeah. And like, I love it too. Um, my, but obviously, you know, same with, same with us, uh, same with you. Like our kids are too little to go by themselves. So it's like, we, we went with yeah. them and left the bowl. Um, but like, I've just never, I had a, I remember a friend of mine in middle school, like her mom would not let her trick or treat. Like we're talking like seventh or eighth grade. And I'm just like, they're trick or treating, which means they're not getting into trouble and maybe they are getting into a little trouble. Yeah. Who cares? It's candy. If you're going to give it to That's- infants. If you're going to give it to people with yeah, infants, you, you should give it to yeah. the teenagers. Well, and that's exactly one of the reasons we just did one street because it was just it was more about for like the kids don't need that much candy. Oh, yeah, you we know? got way and too much. Some of the stuff they're not going to be they're not going to be able to eat. And so um, it just we just did the one street and it was mostly for Zach and I to, to get dress them up and see them be cute and try to like. After we were almost all the way home, Lennon really started getting into it and was like talking to people and hey. (laughs) And so it just really um, it was it was fun. And I just any any kids like if I saw kids that were walking by our house and so I'm like, hey, you want candy? (laughs) And so, you know, they would come up and. Um, this was after Zach went in the house. So I just sat on the patio by myself for listening to spooky, scary skeletons, I'm sure. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I, next year we're doing it big. We're going to, uh, we didn't do it big this year because with the with the kids, everything just kind of goes by the wayside. So next year we're both dressing up for Halloween. Uh, we will wear our costumes while we're handing out candy and stuff. We're, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yes. But anyways, yeah. I so. love it. Um, I will say that I felt like your mom threw a little bit of shade at Zach in a way that made me cackle in that when she was oh. like, look at my adorable grandbabies dressed as grapes and it shows them and it shows you and then it cuts off right at Zach's head. And I was just yep. like, Zach, what did you do to piss off Tracy? Because <laughs> he, whatever uh, it is, I'm coming for you. She, um, she cannot take, so she has, I think we've talked about this. My mom has MS. Yes. Right. And she shakes when she tries to Oh, well, to now I feel like so a dick. Of, well, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Because she also took, she's just not also very technologically inclined. So usually all of her pictures turn out really terrible. So she actually took some pictures with my phone. Um, and in the one picture that Zach is smiling and looking at the camera, her thumb is like over the top of his forehead. Like, 
hysterical. I just my dad God, was the same way. He didn't have MS. It must be like it's although my yeah. mom can take very good pictures. I was gonna say maybe it's a middle aged person uh, thing, I, but it just I made me laugh so is. hard because it was just so cute. Because she's like, "Look at my cute grandbabies," and I'm like. Zach got his head straight up removed <laughs> from the picture. And I want to know what he did <laughs> that day to make he, her mad. Uh, we actually kind, kind of didn't. We had a small. A tiff, if you will. A small tiff. So I was trying to put uh, the costume on Lennon and she kept moving. And with all those balloons, it was a bitch to put on. Oh, yeah, for sure. She was tr- she was trying to go out the front door. And I was like, sis, just stand still. And Zach's like, maybe we should shut the door. And I was like, why do we need to shut the door? He's like, Rachel, people are staring. <laughs> and I was like, I can't get this fucking costume on. <laughs> so he slams the door. He's pissed off that I'm pissed off. So I was like, fine, you put the fucking costume on. And my mom looks at me and she gives me this cease and desist look. You know the mom look. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm 31 31 years old and my mom gave me the mom look. And I was like, you put the costume on. So he is struggling to put this costume on. And you're like. And he goes, "Uh, yes. And my mom is giving me this, like, look, like, fucking stop it right now. (laughs) Because uh, I'm 31 years old. My mom still shoots me looks like that. She also yesterday told me that I need a lesson on how to load the dishwasher properly. because She cleans the kitchen. <laughs> but I was trying to be helpful. 31 years old. Still getting schooled by my mom. Anyways, so Zach's like, how do I put this costume on? Which way is the front? Which way is the back? And I look at him and I was like, there's a tag. Or no, I said, there's a label. <laughs> All passive aggressive and shitty. Oh, it was super passive aggressive. And my mom turns around, looks at me again and is like, no, ma'am. She mouthed me. Fucking stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, let me help you. Matt's mom will do that sometimes if we start arguing in front of her. She'll be like, all right, all right. Stop it, you two. And like, we'll both look at her like that just puts gasoline on our fires. Now we're going to fight more because we are children. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's uh, that is Zach and I entirely. Mom, my mom calls us mom and dad. And sometimes when we argue, she's like, are you guys going to get divorced? (laughs) I don't want two Christmases. (laughs) No joke. Betty asked me the other day, when are we going to get a stepmom? Excuse me, what? Hey. <laughs> uh, what? Oh man! I'm like, is there something uh, that your father isn't telling me? Like, do you guys know? Have you all been talking shit about me behind my back? Right. I know I can be a pain oh, in man. the ass, but I don't think we're at needing a stepmom territory. I'm like, plus, I just want you to understand that if your daddy and I ever split up, I would make sure that him and it's me and whoever your new stepmother was were on a united front so that you wouldn't get to pull shenanigans behind my back and she just looked at me like you're crazy and I was like I'm crazy because you've made me crazy I feel that I feel that in my bones yes um well so let's talk about the fact that a secondary autopsy (laughs) was done to show that uh sounds pretty all of it sounds inconclusive um the medical examiner that did the first autopsy said it was it was uh not it said it was suicide um the secondary autopsy said hey it's possible that it was suicide but it's looking more like murder (sighs) nobody fucking thinks that jeffrey epstein killed himself 
Nobody thinks that. Nope. You can't tell me that you have a black book with the most powerful names in the world in this black book. And if you go to trial, the whole fucking lid is going to be blown off this pedophile ring that people are a part of. I, I just mind. Yeah, you can't so tell me that you have that information fucking- and that you that you just very conveniently offed yourself while under 24 hour surveillance in a jail but the surveillance it was 21 hour surveillance because the cameras were broken and the both the guards that were on patrol were sleeping i mean i've heard you know um i I mean nobody thinks that he just killed himself because he wanted to kill himself like let's get real here like i don't think that he's ever had enough of a conscience or a moral compass Mm -mm. to give a shit about this stuff he's obviously a piece of human dirt uh, but oh yeah, and, it, and, and at first you hear it, you're like, oh, he committed suicide. Good riddance. But then you're like, oh wait, no, we kind of needed him to figure out who the rest of these mm-hmm. people in this high-powered fucking predator pedophile ring who they are. Um, and I mean, there's the whole Clinton side thing, which I'm totally a believer in. Like, you know, those those Clintons are some shady shit. But so are the Trumps probably and lots of Hollywood uh, mm-hmm. one percenters and billionaires and all these people. And it's like he may have committed suicide, but it was not it was probably not 100 percent voluntary, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like you better not. do this because the alternative is going to be worse or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it was I saw somebody who was like, oh, yeah, I called it. And I was like, I was like, yo, friend, n- you are not you. You are one right. of the ninety nine point nine percent of people who do not believe that he just randomly killed himself. Um, so anyway, yeah, I um, I would not be surprised if something happens to the person who did the autopsy. I'm just going to say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so. I was just reading this thing. Um, as you know, I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yes. Um, we watch it. We haven't started this season yet because we've been wa- we just started Vikings. But uh, so Kristen Stewart was on. Uh, whenever the last time she hosted, and in her monologue, <laughs> she uh, she said, uh, "If so." Donald Trump watched that episode and tweeted about it. And he said, uh, where where's the tweet? I, I got a good chuckle out of it because he tweets about everything, even though he doesn't watch too much TV. OK, it says 2017 it said Robert Pattinson should not take back Kristen Stewart. She cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch. He can do much better. Oh, I remember he that. He tweeted that after. Yeah. Um, and so Kristen Stewart uh, said, if you didn't like me then, you're really not going to like me now because I'm hosting Saturday Night Live. And I'm like, so gay, dude. And then she says, we got a great show. And I totally care that I'm here because it's the coolest fucking. And she cursed on live TV. Oh, Anyways, yeah, I did hear us- about this. Yes. So she's hosting again. And I guess everybody was really worried that she was going to. um curse again on live air and during the all of that stuff and I just want you to know that I relate to that so fucking hard as someone whose kids use know how to use the word cuck which is toddler for fuck Ah. in the right context yeah but there's really no good way for either of those words to come out of anybody's mouth let alone a child 
That's true. That's true. But I, I feel that. Like, I feel that on a personal level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I understand. I I remember that where he's like, he she cheated on him like a dog. I just got to say, this is coming from a serial philanderer. And like, regardless of if mm-hmm. you like Trump on a political level, or even if you, I just find there's such a double standard when it comes to men and women uh, cheating, yep. right? Trump's like, I cheat because oh, when yeah. I see a beautiful woman, I can't help myself. But when a woman cheats, she's a dog. I'm like, either people suck when they cheat, People are dogs when they cheat or no one's a dog when they cheat. You cannot make this a gender thing. Um, it's like that that mm-hmm. thing I sent you where the girl was like, men are animals. And if a yep. woman cheats, it's emotional. And I was just like, what the fuck? Anyway, I. So oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Zach and I actually talked. We, we talked about that because I was watching it while we were driving. And I was like, I think we were going to Vegas. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yes. And I. I was just floored. I was like, so it's okay if you cheat, but if I cheat, like, it's different. And Zach's like, that's not how that works. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, this is how this this woman thinks. And it just, uh, Oh, I know. It was so gross. It, it really upset me because I was like, cheating ain't cool no matter who you are. Um, I know. Uh, and either either you look at it as, like, a human nature mistake thing or you look at it in the opposite way but it has nothing to do with men or women and it's just like mm-hmm. it's just you know it's just one of those things and I was just like and coming from somebody who's unknown you know married multiple times has likely cheated on his wives and like I said it doesn't matter how you feel about the guy uh on a political level it's just one of those things and he's not the only one to do it there's lots of people who do this shit yeah. like it's it's a pretty big um I see it a lot with like people in the military where it's like oh my god it's like yeah. if a husband cheats on his wife it's like it's not good but i feel like it's not seen in like the same like damning light as if a wife cheats on her husband and there's just something about Absolutely. it man. there's just something about that that double standard like i said it's either bad when both people do it or it's not like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do um i listened to an episode of uh, True Sex and Wild Love, which is hosted. One of the co-hosts is Dr. Wednesday Martin, who wrote the book Untrue that I like constantly tell you you need to read. I'm kind of annoying about that book, and I apologize. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll put that in my Amazon it's, it's card right very, now. It's a very, very good book. Um, so she started a podcast with uh, the other host is Whitney. Um, I think it might be Miller. Yes, Whitney Miller, who's like a former Miss Texas and like a relationship coach. Oh. And they're both really cool. Anyway, they were interviewing uh, Justin. I'm going to mess up his how to say his last name. LaMiller, LaMiller, L-E-H-M-I-L-L-R. Anyway, he he's a sex researcher for the Kinsey Institute. And he interviewed 4,000 people Um to find out what people, what common sexual fantasies are among the population. Um, And so 4,000 people is a pretty good number. And he made sure it was very uh, varied. It was different, uh, different genders, political affiliation, denominations, married, not married, uh, different sexual orientations, different um, gender identifications. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what that noise was. That was somebody that's Matt changing the laundry over. Go Matt. Anyway, um, (laughs) <laughs> so he was just talking about it and like it was a really good episode and he wrote a book called tell me what you want which is where he he basically explains the survey 
and what he learned from it. Yeah. And it was crazy uh -huh. because you're the one who's, you're reading Perv, and I forget who wrote that book, but you're reading that, and they were talking about how there's actually people out there who are trying to, <sighs> trying to categorize zoophilia, which is sex with animals, yep. as a sexual preference. Um, he said that out of the 4,000 people that he interviewed, I think it was less than... Point one person. It was. It was like two. The three least common, the ones that were not normal, essentially. Uh -huh. And he's not even coming at that from like a moral standpoint, where we can all say it's it's not okay. Um, he's looking at it in yeah. a numbers standpoint. Was obviously sex with children and sex with animals and sex with corpses. And amazingly to me, well, not amazingly. Uh, it, it, it shocked me because for some reason we, you and I talked about this on an episode that we haven't aired yet because I'm still uh -huh. tweaking the audio but necrophilia while very very hard for me to understand why that would ever be something someone wants to do um, you know assuming that like you said uh -huh. there's like a weird Okay, I shouldn't say weird. I'm being judgmental. Anyway, there's a there's a club that you told me about of people who consent to their bodies being used for sexual purposes when they are dead so that other necrophiliacs such as themselves can use their body when they are dead. Fine. Consent was given before you were dead, whatever, as long as you're not murdering yeah. people. Um, he said that was the least common one and that zoophilia and pedophilia were actually still not common, but more common than that one. And that, for some reason, was scary to me that I mean I guess I shouldn't it's all fucking scary but it was just like I was surprised to hear that necrophilia actually was less common than zoophilia and pedophilia because that yeah like it just made me feel like this like we've got to protect the children and the animals I agree it's just it was Okay. It was it was a really good episode. He really just brushed past that. He mostly talked about the common ones, which he divided everything up into like seven, um, what's it called? Like categories. And uh -huh. I can't remember what they all were, but like one was group sex. One was non-monogamy. I think group sex was the top one. Uh, taboo, BDSM, uh, voyeurism. There was an emotional one too, which I didn't even think would have been in the category. There was an emotional sexual fantasy uh, category. But anyway, yeah, he did say on average. Like, what is an emotional sexual fantasy? Um, He described it as fantasizing. About, and I'm going to screw this up, obviously, because this is not information that I'm giving to people. Um, he said that like when you imagine a deeper connection with a person than what you currently have. So like sex that also has an emotional connection and you're imagining that aspect of it too, that's a type of sexual Aww. fantasy that's very common. But yeah, I'm saying all this to basically say that if you listen to the episode, you'll find out that pretty much everything except for those three things I mentioned are 100% normal according to this survey. Everybody has pretty much fantasized about something in those categories. The only weird ones are zoophilia, pedophilia, and necrophilia, which, like I told you, are paraphilias. And so that should tell you right then, probably, probably not normal. You just slay me with information. I just listen to a lot of podcasts. The other crazy I thing like that, it. The other crazy thing that he was talking about is he was like, oh, yeah, and 98% of people 
fantasize sexually and one of the hosts was like wait what what about what are you saying are you saying there's people who don't and he was like yeah Uh people with aphantasia which i told you guys about in the group chat is the inability for someone to construct visual imagery in their head so they can't physically imagine a fantasy so do they have do they dream then i don't actually know i need to look like like because to me like if you're unable to do that that create imagery in your head then that would i mean your brain wouldn't be able to create dreams yeah because that's exactly what that is isn't it like i don't know it's a very they say it's a very rare condition i mean i don't actually know very much about it beyond the fact that they do not possess a functioning mind's eye and cannot voluntarily visualize imagery imagery um yeah and it hasn't been very studied it says they it was described for the first time in 1880 and has been rarely has been largely unstudied so that's got to be tough um i wonder if that like creates i mean it's it's got to affect i mean you pretty much can't have much of an imagination can you but you probably also don't have a lot of anxiety because you're not constantly thinking about like things that could go wrong because a lot of anxiety is just constructing images of your mind in your mind of the things that could go wrong right and if you can't do that you're probably you're probably living in the moment a lot more than the rest of us but i don't know i just said i was surprised to have never heard about it until then I dig it. And I'd like to see how it affects. Love learning. Yeah, learning is so much fun. Speaking of which, have you been watching Explained on Netflix? Nope. Um, I've only watched a couple episodes, but I watched the one on. It's not that I don't want to. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I understand. Um, They were talking about CRISPR, though, the gene editing and just the uh, ethical uh, issues with it. And I thought that was really interesting. And I definitely want to learn more about CRISPR. I mean. I, I've heard of the term CRISPR babies, and I knew that it was like designer mm-hmm. babies, but I didn't realize that we actually weren't like it was outlawed in like 28 countries and is not inherently outlawed in the United States or China, but it is restricted. So I don't know who's if anyone has actually had a CRISPR baby that we know of. I think that it's good to outlaw because. I'm going to bring this back to food science. Food. Uh, so, I, so I started reading that wheat belly and it was talking about um, them genetically altering the strains of wheat to make them, you know, uh, to have them have the, the qualities that they want, uh, like less resistant to mold or, uh, you know, um, drought uh, hardier, m- more producing, all that stuff. Well, anyways, in the process of splicing these genes together, um, it's r- it's moved DNA around, if I'm understanding it correctly, to the point where um, things, it has all these good qualities, but then it also uh, makes it, so it makes it harder for us to digest because of all these things and so you're splicing the genes in there i wonder if that has that that happens with making crisper babies not to be confused with crispier babies because we don't eat children we don't right cannibalism is bad i was listening to another podcast is um, it though that was like talking about he was like you know as a kid i really thought cannibalism cannibals were going to be more of a problem than they are for me 
And I was like, that's a really true good fucking point. story. Like, I've never been quicksand too. Yeah, quicksand. I've, I've never, I've never fucking stepped in quicksand. People selling you drugs definitely does not happen the way that I expected it to when I was growing up, and they were telling me to say no to drugs. It's very, very rare that someone's tried to give me drugs. I'll be honest with you. Even in my partying days, people are pretty possessive of their drugs. Rightfully so. Drugs can be expensive. They are, and that's how you learn the value of a dollar. You know what you should be worried about is. <laughs> It's definitely drugs. Drugs <laughs> teach you that. <laughs> definitely. It's definitely the drugs. Nothing else. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I, um, I'm trying to think of thing, like anything else. I think that like something I didn't realize was going to be still much of a problem is how many times people were going to offer me like donuts. I just you know people are very we're very giving with our donuts and as a child I was nobody tells you that kind of no. stuff I think like how many um, times you're going to be offered donuts as an adult like especially if you're like trying to be healthy and on a plant-based diet and people are like you want this glazed donut and you're like fuck that has milk does it glaze has milk bro good glaze uh yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know why, like, I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on in my brain today. Hopefully um, you don't have aphantasia. I will say. What's that? Where you can oh, construct. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just thinking. So, um, you taught me what a peacock sounds like. Uh, and so I taught the kids how to make that noise. Um, it's probably probably one of my bigger parenting blunders. Wait, I think. no, I was going to uh, say this is this is a momentous occasion. Why are you not proud of yourself? Well, I I am to a certain extent because it usually happens when I'm on the phone mm. or like when the windows are open and it's like quiet time. Okay. Yep. And stuff. Yep. So. Uh, Anyways, um, last night while we were trick-or-treating, somebody had uh, uh, a mechanical crow and, or a raven, I'm sorry, uh, and it made that noise. And um, they were like, oh, we thought that the kids wouldn't set it off, but we didn't even think about the, um, about the parents setting it off. And so I walked past it and it went, ah! <laughs> And Baxley looked at it and was like, that's where it comes from. It's real. And and so, um, you know, I started laughing because him and his little head peeking over his little grapes, staring at this crow or raven or whatever while we're trying to get candy. And then he didn't want to leave it. He wanted to take it with us. Like we were going to the next house and he's like trying to get this bird that's gone. Ah! And I looked at Zach and uh, they were like, oh, they said something. And I was like, I taught them how to make that noise. Damn right. You did. They do it. Uh, but yeah, it just I don't know. That was it was funny. I guess one of those things you had to have been there. Sorry. No, no. I, no Anyways, it, I am just so happy that you're teaching them the important things in life that they will not teach in the schools. Yeah. They will not teach you what noises these birds make. And then you have a situation like I had last night where a kid was walking behind me while I was in my ostrich getup and said, is that a dinosaur? And I turned around and I went, (gasps) I went, 
and he was like, I still don't know what you are. And I was like, well, if you knew your bird calls, you would know I'm a fucking ostrich. I didn't say that to him because I would never cuss at someone else's children. I try not to cuss at my own. Um, but this is podcast time. And this, this is a safe right. space for cussing. It's so funny because I have like, you know, making new friends when you move to a new place. And they're like, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I'm like, all right, first of all, I need to have a talk with you. <laughs> we talk. It's like that uh, that John Mingley. Uh, not unless you're going to get real cool with a few things real Yeah, quick. exactly. I was like, I need <laughs> you to understand that there's mom Rachel that you see out and about, like attending school functions with her children and shopping for carrots at the grocery store. And then there's podcast Rachel who <laughs> talks about all the things that she can't talk about around her children. So if you're Fucking cool truth. with like ghosts and aliens and conspiracy theories and sex and marriage talk and scars guards and multiple husband talk oh speaking speaking of scars guards sorry no no uh, we can always take a break hold, for scars guards uh well i told i told me i went and got my hair cut again because i'm obsessed with short hair right yes. now and i told her about our podcast yes. uh and then because she, she said she listens to some but anyways we're watching Vikings. And I still stand by the fact that Gustav Skarsgård is, he's very, I think he's classically handsome. Even if he is a weirdo in that show. I think he's definitely the most like, rug, he's definitely the most rugged looking of the Do three. I like rugged men? Maybe. That- I wouldn't consider Zach super rugged looking. He's very like clean cut and like just looks like a nice guy. Yeah, Whereas like, he is a nice He's a guy. very nice guy. Whereas, like, Matt's pretty. Zach is boy next door. Um, and... and like, what, How can you not find this, this guy attractive? I mean, he is attractive. He's just not my type. Plus, he's, like, super bald on top. And I just can't. I just can't. Now, mm. if you're losing it on your crown, Balding. like my husband is, and you're my husband, so therefore I love you no matter what, I will find your, That's your right. balding spot irresistible it's called unconditional but yeah no i um i was gonna say i love it when it too came out and i saw this article where it was like here's your reminder that the guy who plays pennywise is actually hot and i was like finally we can talk about bill Skarsgård again but i have to admit i haven't actually seen it or it too because i haven't either i if i'm watching a movie with bill Skarsgård, it's because i want to see bill Skarsgård, not bill Skarsgård as a terrifying ugly clown eating children that's not not my I don't like scary movies i like spooky movies i like ghost uh. stories i like uh. movies that are scary uh. like in a big scary house or like there's some ghosts i don't like do not like i don't like movies where like there's like torture and like also don't like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I can't watch those that's, kind of horror movies. That's, like, mm, anything no, that's like no. exceedingly gory for no reason other than shock value. Like I just can't. Um, but like Eli like the Roth. Haunting, oh yeah. Eli Roth likes that shit. Um, the Haunting of Hill House was like the perfect type of scary for me. I haven't even finished Wait, that. Wait, why? Uh, it's the fear tear. <laughs> it's the fear tears. <laughs> I can't. I that's why I don't watch anything scary. I start crying, but I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I can't look away. That's funny. I I can't get Matt to watch like, scary movies with me. And like I said, I'm very particular about which scary. Movie. I don't like ho- traditional horror films. I like spooky movies. Um, 
Speaking of spooky, spooky season's over and it's turkey time. But it can still be spooky season. I mean, like, we were literally just talking about what we want to do next summer with the podcast slash all of our friends. Um, But I have to say that I respect your right to put up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. I was, okay, okay. I was going to. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, that, nope, nope. That's, I am just glad that you acknowledged it. I see you. I hear you. I think it's fucking weird. But I love you. You're fucking weird. I think that Christmas trees should not go up before Thanksgiving in my house. But in your house, you can do whatever you need to do to bring joy to your soul. I almost started Christmas music a couple days ago because I've been listening to Halloween music since July. When I also consequently went to go look at Halloween or I'm sorry, Christmas decorations. It's too early, Rachel. Uh, It's too early. It's not. It's not. I don't have a lot of decorations, but I'm going to start picking stuff up here and there. Rite Aid is having like a 50% off sale on their home or their Christmas decoration. I actually told a few trick-or-treaters Merry Christmas last night. That's how excited oh, I am. God. I'm like, Merry, nope, wrong holiday. Happy, nope, happy Halloween. Yep. I just, there it is. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. You should just go hit up michaels and hobby lobby i think all of their christmas stuff is like always 50 percent off starting in like september i know i i like well, and then it. I struggle because we're probably gonna go see family for christmas and so i don't want to like fully deck out the house if i'm gonna be leaving but at the same time it's like that makes sense you what i said that it makes do, sense it do um so now we gotta figure out what we're doing for christmas are we going to fly to tejas or are we going to stay in north kakalaki i don't know speaking of north kakalaki have you seen the episode of Hoarders? Um, I think it's the most recent one on, on, that's on Hulu. So there might be a season after uh-uh. it, about the lady who owned the Price House in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's like a 9,000 square foot 1920s mansion that like she literally filled to the fucking brim. All four stories of it with junk. And then the house, the bank foreclosed on her because she didn't pay her mortgage. And so this couple bought it. And these gentlemen were nice enough to basically like let her stay there mm-hmm. until they were like, okay, it's time for us to move in. And so they are the ones who contacted hoarders and her family and was like, we want to help her clear out the house and make as much money as she can off of anything of value in the house so that she can move on with Aww. her life. Like the nicest guys ever. And like one of, one of them like cried a few times throughout the show because he just felt so much empathy for her but she was nasty I mean and I say that like in full acknowledgement that she is mentally ill and she is sick and cannot see how she's acting but at the same time just like absolutely nasty to the people around her because she's so deep in her illness have you seen this episode what no I haven't but did you send me the link to that article about the woman who didn't know her son was dead in her apartment or did I send it to you sent that to me and I was very uncomfortable yeah yeah so uh for our listeners that are not a part of our group chat um I was reading the news as I do because I'm kind of obsessed with knowing what's going on um and apparently this woman was a hoarder and she was blind and she thought her 40 her almost 40 year old son I can't remember somebody sent a wellness check on her um and uh they go in and i mean it's just floor to ceiling 
trash and debris and whatnot. And um, she thought her son had moved out, but her son had died and was like essentially mummified in his room. And they couldn't. I don't know if she couldn't smell him because the house smelled so terrible already, but he'd been in there for a hot minute and she was just like, Oh, he just, I just thought he, I just thought he moved out. Um, she was blind. Um, and then her other son hadn't been heard from. She said her other son hadn't been heard from for like five years or something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine? I'm going to see if I can't find the article. Yeah. You should share it on the podcast discussion page. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, just floored. I was, it, it, it's so sad. Like these shows, I, I, I don't, and I really, I need to know, um, I need to look this up to just like get my answer. But like, do they compensate the hoarders who are on hoarders or is their compensation the help from the psychiatrists and the uh, extreme cleanup tapes Is it or teams? Is it one of those things where it's like, if you'll be on hoarders, we will do this for you. Or do they compensate them? Because in this lady's case, like she had her home foreclosed and left with, you know, a pickup bed pickup truck bed full of random stuff and she wanted oh, to take a lot more than that but like it got to the point where they were like no if you don't have this stuff off the curb by five o'clock the city is throwing it away because like at this point she was living in a van in someone else's yard these men had purchased these down houses. by the river down i'm sorry that river. wasn't funny um <laughs> yo it was wild especially okay, because bit. like that is a dream of mine to purchase a very old mansion and restore it is like something that mm. i would I would just like I dream of doing um, and you have to have a lot of expendable income for that. Now, the men who bought it, yeah. the couple who bought it only paid 415000 because of the state it was in when they bought it. They had to redo <sighs> everything. Yeah. So $415,000 where I grew up in Northern Virginia will get you a town home. But this these guys got this 9,000 square foot, almost 100 year old mansion. That's amazing. Yeah, but when you see it's called the... Um, <laughs> It's called the Price House. You can probably find their Instagram. But they live there with their twin daughters and they've documented Aww. like what they've done to all the different parts of the house. And it's absolutely gorgeous. But I need to there there's apparently an episode of like Hoarders Overload where they talk about where the lady is now and how she's doing and how the guys are doing. So I'm assuming she's doing okay. And I got the feeling from these gentlemen that they cared a lot about her well-being, which yeah. was very nice to see. I love that. I know they were they were just so nice because I mean, you you buy a house, you're like get out. But it's tough buying a foreclosure. Uh, yeah. I, I've thought yeah. about that. Or you're just like, you're fucking terrible buyers. Yeah. Well, and apparently and when they bought the house, it was a contingency that they had to take her with it for a certain for, I don't know if it was for a certain amount of time she was convinced that the bank yeah. had foreclosed on her illegally even though she hadn't paid the bill she's like I don't believe the bank had the title to the house and they're like yes we did so anyway mm. that's a really good episode of hoarders and um it was I very hill housey that house I was like I Ooh. want that haunted house Ooh. like I oh okay I found it. I found it. Um, I have been watching the pro- prodigal son. Prod- I think prod- it's prodigal. Pro- prodigal. Pro- oh, God. Now you've got pro- it in my head. How do you say it? Prodigal? I Prodigal? 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 I don't know. Okay. I found I found it. Uh, so I, we'll, we'll go ahead and post this on um, on our page. But I'll just go ahead and read it 
a little bit. Last week, police discovered a Brooklyn woman had been living with the corpse of her deceased adult son for years. Now, the Post reports that Rita, Rita Wolfenson, is a, who is a legally blind hoarder, may not have known her son's corpse was there. Ah, uh, yeah. If she's a hoarder as well, that's gonna that explains a lot. Yeah, it says the NYPD discovered the corpse at home on where because she had fallen and had to be hospitalized. Her sister-in-law went to retrieve some of her belongings, and she made the discovery. Police sources told the Post that Buckman, Bushman, Bosch, Bachman found a completely intact skeleton dressed in jeans, socks, and a shirt lying on its back on a thin mattress on the floor of a second-floor bedroom. It's like some reverse psycho scene. Apparently, the room where the body was found was filled with cobwebs and garbage, as if a garbage truck truck god i'm having a day today <laughs> had dumped its load inside that's inappropriate dumped its load uh inside smelled of rotting food not rotting flesh i could see the that. corpse is the corpse is believed to be one of her son two sons one died in 2003 at the age of 38 while the other who would be around 49 years old today hasn't been seen by relatives in 20 years wow Officials believe that the son died of natural causes. When cops questioned the lady, she spoke about her son as if he had simply moved out. Oh, so she was like sick, sick. I mean, between being blind and a hoarder, I can see how this could happen. She just was surrounded by stuff and couldn't see. That that show like messes me up. Um, And I also, my beef with that show is that they never spend enough time looking at the after pictures. Or like the after shots. Yeah, right. Like, they'll do like a quick like 10 second tour through the house where they're like, look at this room now. And then it's the end of the like they start rolling the credits. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. Like we want to see the good stuff. And I was like, you're just making money mm-hmm. off these people's pain. Um, That's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. But here we are. We watch yeah, it. So we are we any no, better? we're not. Speaking of which, I just want to bring up our idea because um, – we talked about this this morning. Oh, yeah. How we're thinking that there needs to be like a Moody Broads retreat. And I know a lot of other podcasts mm-hmm. do this. And I know that our podcast listenership is still in its infancy. So it's actually possible to do things like this where it's like an intimate thing. Um, I definitely want to rent some sort of haunted venue, like some sort of haunted cabin or house and do like a Moody Broads vacation where we podcast every day and get into shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And it can be a girls' trip, but with with it. with um some special dudes like Rico can come to anything. He's allowed anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he loves him. I think it'd be really good for for for. I think podcasts. so too, and I think we should go to um New Orleans. That's what I New think. New Orleans is good in the spring. I was gonna time. say springtime. It would have to be springtime, so we're not. It's haunted. Super hot. Haunted. Although Saint Augustine was supposedly haunted, I didn't see one stinking ghost i want my money back from the entire city let's see yeah let's sue what could possibly go wrong rage nothing we'll get famous probably and people will be like these broads tried to sue the city of saint augustine and then they'll be like P.S. They have a podcast. Ooh, is this how we make moody broads get out there to the world? Is we do something, we, we file a frivolous lawsuit towards an entire city? 
don't know until you uh, try. You're right. YOLO is the name of the game. Well, Rach, we're going to have to wrap this up <laughs> because we have to go do our jobs, which are unpaid and undervalued. Understaffed as Very well. Very understaffed. I need like three of me to do the things. We are business owners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we'll say. Our, it's like somebody who like invests I'm in it, like is like an M, like a multi level marketing person who's like business owner, and I'm like, nope, boss babe. Ooh, I do like that, boss babe. You're all boss babes in my eyes. Every single one of you. God, you're so sweet. I'm lying. I'm just kidding. I'm being serious. I love all of you. You're all boss babies, boss ladies, and boss babies. Because boss baby got shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Boss baby. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hungry. Go eat. I loves you. I'm going to. Make sure you pause your recording on your end because we're trying new things. I, I love all of you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you learned something. Um. Yeah. All right, guys. Go forth into the world and prosper. Yeah. We'll friends. talk to you. Also. Well, we'll talk to microphones, and you will listen to it again soon. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye.